Hi, and welcome to the Property Mom podcast. So this month, we are showcasing the Black History Month series, and we are interviewing and having discussions and lives to explore property investing and how people have gotten into property and transitioned out of their day jobs, all of the different experiences they've had, and how you can get started on your own journey. So I'm so excited to kick off this Black History Month series with Aisha Ofori. She discusses her amazing journey into property, how she transitioned from full-time work with Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, working with high net worth individuals, and how she's transitioned from that into full-time property entrepreneurship. She's set up three different companies. She's now CEO of Axion Property Partners, Propel Network, which she refers to very dearly as her baby, and the Black Property Network. She's also recently become the strategic director for a crowdfunding platform called Leo. So do listen in. Aisha really goes into detail of her journey and you'll be inspired to set up yours as well. And welcome Aisha. Thank you very much for having me. So it's really great to have you on the show because you've done so well in property. And um, for those of you listening, just to get some background around Aisha's journey, could you kind of just give us a bit of insight into how you got into property investing and what you did prior to getting into property? Sure. So my, I guess I sort of started out as a scientist, actually. So I studied uh, physics at university. Uh, and then did a master's in physics because I wasn't ready to, to, to get a proper job and go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I graduated university, I joined an investment bank. So I joined Morgan Stanley uh, working in their investment banking team um, in mergers and acquisitions as a generalist. Uh, so that meant, you know, that sort of business is involved with sort of, you know, large companies sort of buying and selling each other, IPOs, things like that. And yeah, I had a great time at Morgan Stanley. Um, And then I was actually asked to do a rotation into their real estate investing team. Um, And at the time, I I remember I wasn't very like keen on the idea. I'd wanted to stay Mm -hmm. in in Um, Mm M&A, but I moved anyway. And I think that was my first sort of entry point into the world of, of property, but really understanding, I guess, the finance behind it and being able to sort of build like financial models to model sort of real estate assets mm-hmm. and, and how they work. I mean, at Morgan Stanley, we were looking at pretty big things. So they had, um, you know, a fund with, you know, several billions worth of assets in it. And we were sort of looking at various things. Um, but that was, I guess, my sort of first entry point into, into property. That was all pre 2008. So life was uh, very good back then. Yes. Uh, it was, I had a great time actually, pre-2008, it was amazing. Uh, then 2008 came, 2009, life the financial crisis. Yep. And it just, I don't know, maybe I was living in a bit of a bubble, but to me, I remember it just appeared suddenly. Um, <laughs> whereas I guess for a lot of other people, they could kind of read the writing yeah. on the wall and they could see that it was coming. I was in complete oblivion, just going about my job, living my life, having a great time. And then I remember just suddenly noticing everybody around me. And I was like, why is everybody so gloomy? Like, what's going on? And <laughs> what are you not? Like, oh. At that point, the, at that point, nothing major had happened. It mm-hmm. was just, this was probably a few months before it really went public. Really? But I could just 
see like around the firmness and I remember saying to somebody something doesn't feel right mm. and then at that point they were just saying oh yeah the markets are a bit unstable it's a bit mm-hmm. volatile a few months later then it all sort of blew up and you know Lehman went down we were um, literally in the, yeah. in the building next door to Lehman Brothers wow. um, so it was just carnage basically yeah. so you were in the um, thick of it you were in the yeah. thick of all of the financial crisis yeah. happening yeah. um and it was just, i mean it's something i'll never forget but yeah it, it was just unbelievable mm-hmm. um you know we we kept going to work um they kept finding work for us to do but you knew the work that you were doing wasn't really going anywhere mm-hmm. um so at some point i sort of said it doesn't make sense for me to be here i want to go and find something else to do I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, and for me, I, I've always loved to study. So I decided to go back to study. So I went to London Business School and I did their two-year MBA program. Best two years of my life, had an absolute blast. Um, and I think that was when what I call the entrepreneurial bug in me mm. was kind of found or spark was ignited. And at that point, I kind of, my eyes just opened to sort of the possibilities in the world. And I realized that at some point I wanted to work for myself. But I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I, when I graduated from business school, stayed in finance, and I joined Goldman Sachs um, as an ultra high net wealth advisor. So that was post MBA? Post MBA. So okay. this is, uh, so I joined Goldman in 2011, okay. in the middle of my MBA, because you do uh, like an internship. And then I got the full-time offer when I finished. So then I joined full-time again in 2012. Um, I was at Goldman for six years. And yeah, I love my job. Um, absolutely fantastic. But something happened. I started to invest in property personally. Okay. Um, so that was when I really started to look at property from a sort of personal perspective in terms of building up a portfolio. Um, and started building up a portfolio with my husband. So started out as a lot of people do in buy to let. Um, so started with two bed, two bath flat. Yeah. Um, then moved on from there into HMOs. Uh, which we still do. I love HMOs. Um, then we decided to, you know, scale up a bit, started doing small conversions, houses to flat, mm-hmm. uh, commercial conversions, offices to flats with JV partners. Um, and I think at that point, I kind of said to myself that, you know, I really love this. Like, yes, yeah. I, I wake up every day and, you know, it's not the going to Goldman bit that gets me excited. Yeah, it's it's the... what, what am I going to be doing during my lunch break or in the evening on the yeah. weekend to do with the property? property piece and you know I think it took a couple of comments from my husband to say to me like maybe you're you're not doing the right thing (laughs) because the bit that gets you excited that gets you motivated and dancing is the the sort of side hustle Mm. um and so several things started to happen at the same time um but I think one of the key points and I'll never forget this I was doing a client review meeting with one of my Goldman clients and he said to me, where do you, where do you invest your own money? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you invest my money in all of these things. Do you put your own money in this? And I said, well, I can. I've got a Goldman trading account. All yeah. employees have one, but I don't. Um, my money's in property. And he's like, what do you mean? And I started explaining it to him and I could just see his eyes. Like, eyes lit up. He, yeah. yeah. And he, he was like, oh my gosh, like, I need this. I need this in my portfolio. <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah. well, you can't have it because... <laughs> You know, I work for Goldman and I can give you what's on the platform and there is no way they are going to agree to me helping you to do this. I'm not even going to ask. I know the answer is no. But it it just got me thinking and I thought, oh, how many of my other clients would Mm -hmm. want this? And I literally went back to my desk. I pulled up all my client accounts 
And I was just like, imagine if they put a tiny portion of okay, the money they but... have into <laughs> wow. this. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I have a business idea. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't quite as straight. It's like one of those that. Hollywood movies where you're looking at the client list and you're like, oh my God, I can get set up my, the firm. Literally. <laughs> and then like, you know, you imagine the light bulb above my yeah. head. Like, Ding. Um, so a couple of other things happened at that point as well, but all of them were pushing me towards sort of leaving and launching on my own. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So I resigned um, basically twice <laughs> because the first time, well, first of all, it took me ages to actually have the courage to go and resign because I've been there so long. They were like my family. It was just so hard to leave. And I remember some days I come home and my husband's like, have you resigned yet? Have you resigned yet? <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, like tomorrow. Today, tomorrow, tomorrow. And then I'd have the letter in my hand. I could, I'd walk to my boss's office and I'd see him in there and I'd smile and I'd be like, not today, not today. Um, but eventually I did it. I walked in, um, told him I was leaving. He was like, not accepting the like you know think about it what do you want do you need more money do you want to work a bit less and I actually said to him I'm like why does it take me having to resign for you to want to offer me me like you should have offered me this before yeah um but I said look I'll I'll go away and think about it I I really respected him had a great great relationship with him um but a couple weeks later I literally went back chucked the letter on his desk and I ran out I'm like I'm you're not gonna change my mind I'm like I'll I'll speak to you later yeah Um, what he did realize was you already found your passion in a way right so how do you come to that there's yeah yeah yeah. And that's the thing for me, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. for me, property is absolutely um, a passion. Yeah. It is something that I, I just, it just makes me feel fulfilled. I mm-hmm. like, I have finally found something that I know that this is what I was, I'm, I'm here to do. And, and all the work that I do now, whether it's investing in my own portfolio, whether it's through Propel Network or crowdfunding, whatever it is, everything I do is property focused. Um, And I was lucky enough to find my calling. As I said, when I was at business school, I knew I wanted to work for myself. I just didn't know what. And rather than jump into something and just try a hundred thousand different things, I was like, fine, it's okay if I don't know yet. You know, you don't always know the answers at the Mm -hmm. point you need them. So I was like, I'll just wait and I'll wait for life to, to show me, me to, to show me to guide yeah. me exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah um so yeah so I left Goldman the first business mm-hmm. I set up was called Axiom Property Partners and that mm-hmm. was working with high net worth individuals who so as I said like you know yeah, getting that like idea from my client yeah. high net worth individuals who wanted to invest into resi real estate um but for me it was important to work or to, to sort of channel their money into places where the developers were building affordable housing because what I didn't mm-hmm. want to do was just to, to continue to work in an environment where you're just making wealthy people wealthier. Okay. For me, fundamentally, I just realized that I wasn't getting a lot of fulfillment by helping really wealthy people to Become be even, even wealthier. Without, yeah. Without and it I, some kind of impact as well. To yeah. somebody else who yeah. really needs it. So I love my clients. I have no problem still working with wealthy people. I do. But if you can use that money mm. to really make a difference to people's lives who need it yeah. and still give those investors great returns, then Return. to me, that's a win-win. Yes. So why wouldn't you do that? You know, people always assume that, 
oh, if you're going to do good in society, then you have to be a charity or you can't yeah. be making money whilst also doing good. And that's just not true. Yeah. So I'm very focused that everything I do has to be about helping people who need it ultimately. That is the end goal. And for me, that's because that aligns with my passion mm. and my legacy and what I want to leave behind. And mm. because I was able to get to a point through my own property portfolio where I was financially independent, when you don't have to rely on working for the money to come in every month, yes. you actually, or I actually started to question just my life. Mm. So, okay, if I, don't have to get up and go to work what am I going to do yeah. I'm yeah. in my 30s I've you know touch wood got you know several lots of years left what, mm. what am I going to do with those years and for me when I thought about it I want to have done something so that I can look back over my life and say mm -hmm. do you know what I impacted people positively yeah. I helped those people and look at what they've gone on to do and now they're helping those people mm. and to, to look at that ripple effect yes um, I mean, I, I kind of sort of sat down and said, right, what are all the, the jobs that you could do where you can help people? I'm like, I'm president of the United States. And I'm like, and then I'm like, uh, I'm like that's, that's maybe reaching for a bit too much. Also, I'm not American, so I can't be I think president so. of the US. And um, then also that role is kind of diminished a little bit now. So. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Now, to be honest, when Trump came in, I was like, ah, nah. Yeah, maybe not. Um, but I, I want to be able to leave my legacy yeah. in my own way. And I do that through property. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's commendable. And that's really good that you kind of have, because most people think of property in sort of the capitalistic way, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, it's all about making money, the bottom line, the top line mm -hmm. and all of that. But the fact that you've brought in sort of an ethical part to it, the social part to it, that look, yeah, I'm making money and I'm, mm -hmm. you know, increasing wealth, but I'm also making an impact and I'm also helping on the other side of the deals, really commendable. Yeah. So, um, so what mm -hmm. else have you sort of started in that line? Because I, I know you also have other another network as well. So, if you tell us a bit about yeah. the networks you have, so Propel yeah, is sure. about yeah, yeah. So, I'll, so I will explain sort of how they came about. So, mm -hmm. after starting Axiom Property, working with high net worth individuals who wanted to invest in through through um, property. Um, I started sort of just immersing myself more into the sort of property scene. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, there aren't many women who, who look like us. <laughs> um, so yes. you, you do, you do get noticed stand out. Because, because you stand out. Yeah. And so a lot of people, particularly women were just coming up to me and sort of saying, you know, how, how have you done this? Like, mm -hmm. how, what do you do? What's your portfolio? How have you got to this point? Mm -hmm. Can you teach me? Can you share? And I'm very open and I'm very happy to share. And I started sharing with a lot of people, particularly women, but then I realized it was just taking up so much of my time speaking mm. to people one-to-one. -one. And I thought if I could somehow speak to people in, in a group, a group. Yes. it would just be so much more time efficient. So that's what I started to do. And then that continued to grow. And then I thought, hold on a second, why don't I formalize this and actually make this into a proper thing, into a business? Mm. Um, because then I'll be able to reach so many more people. And that tied in to what I was saying before about wanting to be able to give back, but more importantly, leave a legacy and have impact. And so I think the very first event I did was back end of 2018. Um, I was asked to speak at KPMG. And I was speaking to a room full of women about property investing. And just after that, I was inundated with people wow. wanting more. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I really I need to set, set this up, up properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then early 2019, um, 
came up with the name Propel. Uh, that was an interesting oh, conversation in itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember being on the phone with a friend and we were going through various different things. I won't even tell you some of the horrendous But we, um, I ended up on Propel, which I loved. I know. It's Started the first website. time I saw it, I thought, oh, this is a really creative name. It says what it is. Exactly. Like, it does what it says on the like, Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we started doing more events. So then did another event um, at a women's uh, private members club in Mayfair called the Albright. They love that. And then it just kind of went on from there. We launched officially um, and pretty much have been growing by word of mouth. Now, so Propel is a property investment community for women. Okay. Um, it's for women who are both experienced in property already, but also for those women who are new to property and have, have never done it before, but have maybe thought about it, but they're not quite sure what strategy do I follow? Mm -hmm. How do I get started? Or I don't have any money or I have money, but I'm not quite sure how to structure it from the taxes or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So we're about providing that support, that accountability, that motivation, that inspiration, giving women the tools mm -hmm. that they need to get going. Um, also focusing on the the education side as well. So we we don't we don't provide our own courses, but we work with experienced women who mm. have their own courses, um, and they will deliver them to to our members. Okay. Um, and for me, the education piece is really important because I just feel that as women, before we jump into something, we really like to know yeah. you know how it works. We want right. to understand it kind of before we jump in. So that mm. education piece um, is important. The community bit for me is just fundamental. Yes, it um, is fundamental, yeah. You need that support system, your, your property family. You know, you're going to have questions. Things are going to go wrong. I have never had a property deal go completely yeah, smoothly smooth. from beginning to yes. end. Um, so having that support system of women who get you, who are there mm -hmm. to back mm -hmm. you, who can help you introduce people, like it's just for me um, essential. Yeah. Before I had that, you know, I'd go to my husband with all of those things, bless him. Like even <laughs> whether he liked it or not, I'd be like, exactly. this happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah. So I even think for his sanity, he's really happy that he's happy that you have Propel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, Propel is running. Um, I absolutely love it. We had a, we had a course yesterday. Um, it was run by a lady called Jilly Barlow. She ran a course on purchase lease options, which oh, went down an absolute storm, particularly in this type popular. of market. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that went down really well. Uh, we've got other courses coming up. We have monthly webinars where women share their stories so other women can get inspired and motivated. Yes. So lots and lots of different things. Mm. Um, I also run another network called the Black Property Network. It's mm -hmm. similar to Propel, but it's not the same. Um, the focus is very different. So within Black Property Network, we focus on working with individuals from, you know, the, the Black community, but also from other um, ethnic minority communities. Okay. I, I don't actually like that word, but um, <laughs> we'll use it anyway. Yes. Um, and it's about, at its core, financial literacy and trying mm -hmm. to share, you know, financial literacy knowledge with the community. Because yeah. typically, if you come from a certain background, you know, you may not have picked up those kind of investment habits. skills and money, yes. money tips, money habits to do with saving, yeah. spending, investing, because it's not something that we're taught at school or it's starting to be now, but it definitely wasn't in the past. You're not taught at university. You're usually taught by family or peer groups. Yes. Now, I don't know about everybody else, but, you know, I, my mother brought me and my sister up and she was working really hard. So, 
you know, we weren't at home at the dinner table with mum talking to us yeah, about tax no. planning and, <laughs> you know, ISAs and yeah, various yeah, other yeah. things. So I actually didn't learn about personal finance until pretty late or investing and things mm -hmm. like that. So even though, as I said, I worked at Morgan Stanley and I was earning decent money, I'll be very frank. I wasn't doing yeah, great things with it. <laughs> um, I had lots of nice shoes and nice yeah, handbags. I know. Um, but, but that's not yeah, what I should have been doing yeah. with the money. But at that time, I didn't know any different yeah. because I hadn't been shown. Another so way, Network yeah. It's about showing people that there is another way. And actually... It isn't the smart thing to do to be rolling around with your nice shoes yeah, and your nice handbags. Yeah. You know, invest your money, invest it smartly so that you yeah. don't have to be working and killing yourself. Plan yeah. for the future. You know, think about where you're going, set those investment goals and think about how you're going to reach them. Mm -hmm. And that's what Black Property Network does. And we will help people to get there, but through property investing. Yeah. So as I said, everything that I do is all focused all on investing through property. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's then I guess, mm -hmm. sorry, mm -hmm. sorry about that, but no, um, it's interesting about the, the point you make, because it's true. I speak to a lot of, uh, sort of black and ethnic minorities about property investing, but I realize a lot of times we need to roll it back <laughs> like 10 steps because yeah. by the time we start really talking one-on-one, -on -one, we realize we need to do a lot of work on the credit report. We need to do a lot mm -hmm. of work in savings and getting you yep. even prepared to start mm -hmm. to buy property, you know? Exactly. So sometimes it's always one extreme or the other. Either, oh, I don't have any credit cards. I don't, you know, I need to maintain mm -hmm. my, um, and I'm like, you can't get any mortgage if you yep. don't have a credit card. They need to see some traffic. That is so. such an important point yeah. to raise. So we've had people in the community who say, oh, guess what? I'm gonna get into property and, yes. you know, I will have an amazing credit score because I've never had any debt. I've yeah. never had a credit card and I've never done this. And I'm like, well, then you're not going to have a credit yeah, score, yeah, score because in order to have a credit score, you have to be able to show that you can take credit and that's pay it back. back. So if you've never done that, that's actually not a great thing. And then when you explain it to them, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, nobody explained it to it me like that. I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, There's always one or the other. Oh, don't take any debts. It's bad. Or, yep just spend on Gucci and all the, you exactly. know, it's like, exactly. or, if, <laughs> or if you're middling, exactly. you're sort of middling, but you're not really using it to do much. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I say one day I'll buy my house, but then understanding property. And, then, as, and also yeah. it's about how you save. So some people say, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm saving. So every month I take my salary and I put it in the savings account. I'm like, you might as well not bother. Yeah. That's not going <laughs> to help gonna you. Do <laughs> with yeah. interest rates the way they are, yeah. with inflation where it is, like, that's not going to be paying like, the banks. No, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just no point. Yeah. And again, they don't understand. They're like, what do you mean? But it's a savings account. So mm -hmm. it's about trying, mm -hmm. it's about explaining the, the fundamentals of financial investment mm -hmm. to the community mm -hmm. so that they can understand the concept and then change some of their habits, change their habits yeah. around spending, around saving, and then around investing and getting them to a position where they can understand it and then go forward and make the, the right investment decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and we do that in a similar way. We provide, you know, education. Um, okay. Again, we work with outside parties. So there's a fantastic sort of money management um, program. Uh, it's a one day course that we run with um, a guy called Emmanuel Asuko. He's phenomenal. Okay. Okay. Um, and that is all about getting people to understand the basics of sort of money management. And then we go into property investing as well. 
Mm. Um, we run, you know, various other courses, but that's just one example. We also do have the webinar series where we have, you know, inspirational um, and, you know, and influential speakers come on board. So, you know, you and I met um, doing the Midas panel. Yeah. So um, Sam's actually going to be on Black Property Network. Yeah. I think it's next week. Okay. Uh, so he so he's coming up. Um, so again, that's just an example of the oh. the types of like high caliber people that we have mm -hmm. um, coming on. Um, and so yeah, those are the two communities I focus on. And then the last thing that I do, and by this point, people are probably thinking like, yeah, like, what like this woman is doing so many things. But they're but all they related. Are, remember, exactly. yeah. So it's not like I'm a doctor, an accountant, and, then... and a dentist. Like they're all. Yeah related, related yeah. um so the final thing that i do is i am uh, a strategic um director with a property crowdfunding platform called leo crowdfunding okay. and we essentially um help investors to invest into property and at the same time we help uh fundraisers or property developers or those in property who need financing to raise the financing that they need um, and we do that through through the through property crowdfunding and I think it's really important because during pre-2008, there was actually a lot of lenders in the market. And if you were in property, you could actually access capital quite easily. Post-2008, many of those um, you know, organizations that went under, a lot of them didn't come back. And whilst family offices and other firms have sprung up, it's the, 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 the number of um, operators just isn't there. Yeah. So there are new ways of there. There is a need for new ways of funding, and mm. for me, property crowdfunding fulfills that. Um, it's very easy for fundraisers to raise money in a compliant way, okay. one that is you know um, that meets the FCA regulations. And for me, that's the important piece. There are people out there raising money, and they're not doing it in a way that's right compliant. Way. Yeah, and they may feel that oh, it doesn't really matter. I'm tiny. I'm small. The FCA is not going to bother for me. Eventually, they will. They will take notice, and when they do, you just don't want to be there. So yeah, the I always say, to, of, yes, exactly. So just do it in a compliant way from the beginning. Um, and so, crowdfunding so your is one way to do that. Allows mm -hmm. people to invest on projects mm -hmm. using the the platform, or how does that work? Mm -hmm. Explain it. Yeah. So for example, so say you had a project that you wanted to do. So say I don't know, you found a property that you wanted to buy, and then. Mm -hmm. um, you know, refurbish and then either refinance or sell. Yeah. And you needed a portion of money to be able to, to purchase that property. You could come to Leo crowdfunding and say, you know, hey guys, here's my project. Here are the numbers. This is how much money I want to raise. This is how much return I would be giving to anybody who invested. We okay. would look at it all. We would help you package it so that it's FCA compliant. Um, and make sure that it's going out to the right types of investors. Yeah. Then the investors on our platform and anyone can register, register for free. They would then get information about that deal. They would see videos on you. We do a webinar with you. They will get to know you, to look at the deal, to ask questions, to really drill down on the drill detail down. to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then when they're ready and that deal goes live, they can invest. And the beauty is on most of our deals, you can invest with as little as a hundred pounds. Wow. So when people tell me I don't have enough money to invest in property, property I'm like, yeah, I'm not yeah. listening to you. Because <laughs> if you don't That's have a hundred pounds, platform. then you yeah. probably shouldn't be investing in the first place. Yes. So, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so property, so property crowdfunding. You've made me, it very accessible. In a absolutely. Way. Yeah. I say it democratized property investing. It mm -hmm. makes it accessible and open to everybody. And that's mm -hmm. what I love about it. Because again, it ties back into what I was saying about my personal legacy. I want yeah. to be able to help 
lots of people, particularly mm-hmm. those who wouldn't otherwise have been Normally. able to have access. Mm-hmm. And how would you have invested in property before with a hundred pounds? Exactly. You couldn't. It's impossible. Exactly. So, um, no, those are that. That's what I do. I wear wear a few different hats. hats. Um, Must be very, yeah. very busy. So I know I wear a few hats, but you're wearing quite a lot of hats and big hats. Yeah. How yeah. do you cope doing that and then being a mom? So like you're one of like. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it, there are days where it's challenging. So yeah. you know, you know, I've I you know I have done well. Um, but I don't do it alone. I have fantastic teams of people that I work with. Fantastic advisors. Um, and it's, it's a juggling act and like, yeah. I'm going to be straight. Not every day is easy. There are yeah. days where I'm tearing my hair out <laughs> or I'm trying to do something. My three-year-old has run off in the other direction. I've just spent the last half an hour putting her clothes and her coat on. I turn around, she's completely undressed herself. Undressed. We're oh. running late <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, everything. So there are days when I don't have my stuff together, but yeah. that's okay. And it happens to everybody. Yeah. Um, for me, generally, though, it's just about being trying to be as organized as possible, mm-hmm. having good teams. Um, I have a PA and I used to actually think, oh, you know, people who have PAs, like <laughs> such a luxury. Like, what the hell do you do in your life that you need somebody just managing your diary? Yeah, I know. Now I have now, one. I'm yeah, like, I... oh, my gosh, I get it. It's like yeah. she's an absolute lifesaver. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do half the things I do without her. So it goes yeah. back to having having great support network and a team around you. Yeah. And I think the most important thing, just find something you're passionate about. And then it doesn't even, it doesn't, it doesn't matter like that work. you're so busy and it doesn't yes. feel like work. Exactly. But yeah, um, yeah. I love what I do. So I wake up every day and it's like, right, okay. Okay, what are we doing today? Like, and you know, this exactly. is a great thing about this business. And this is what I say. It's not everybody that has this property bug. So if you do have it, you know, it's kind of a blessing in a way, isn't it? In that it really gives you like all these different avenues. Look at you. Like yeah. you have, you know, this, it's like, I remember when I got into property, I had this very tunnel vision. Oh, I'm going to buy, refurbish and sell on flipping. That was my strategy. And then I got in and then there's been all sorts of doors that have opened as a result. And I feel like Property just kind of takes you on this journey that, and then, so look at you as well. You are within property. And I remember the first time you were talking, I was just laughing. I was just like, this is the story of all property entrepreneurs. <laughs> That's why it's an entrepreneurship because yeah. you, it can never be just the one thing. It's like, oh, and I'm also like, I didn't set out to do the things that I did. Yeah. Um, I it's never probably. set out to start these yeah. communities or it's as just things evolve, you just yeah. see certain things just so obvious to you or, you know, mm-hmm. you, I had so many women asking me for advice. Mm-hmm. It, it just made sense. Yeah. When you say that, um, you know, you, you get the property bug and you get so into it. I mean, I've almost crashed my car because <laughs> I've been driving and then this happened the other day. I saw a pub with a for sale sign and, and I was like, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? I need to take a picture and I lit and then I, as I turned back around, I literally just stopped in time before I drove into the car in front. Like, oh my gosh. Like yeah. this property thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, it is I thing. need to focus on driving right now. But <laughs> yeah. well, that's great. And then um you've done so well as well in terms of I think there's an award you've won, right? Because I I couldn't keep track. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean I've won I've won quite a few awards. Okay. Um and it's it's just been absolutely incredible. So I, the first award I won was um, Management Today, 35 Women Under 35. So that was, uh, I think, last May or June. Um, and that award, um, I guess, recognizes sort of 35 women in the UK who they think are just doing very well in terms of business and um, 
And it's usually, you know, not just on the business itself, but on sort of who the person is and their background. So to me, that was fantastic because management today is a, is a great, um, well-known uh, company and they're also global. Um, so I was That's absolutely shocked and honored yeah. to, to win that. Yeah. So that was the first one. Um, and then after that, I won the Women of the Future Award for Real Estate Infrastructure and Construction. Wow. Um, that and you didn't even come in away. from, like, you don't even have, like, a construction background. No, not at all. Oh. But they, for them, they, particularly with what I do with Propel Network, they mm-hmm. really loved it. Um, and the irony is, so this, I'll actually tell you this story. It's quite funny. So... I don't think I necessarily appreciated how big the Women of the Future Awards was in the beginning. And the day of the award ceremony, they don't actually tell you if you win until you get there. And I wasn't feeling very well, so I wasn't going to go. But my husband convinced me and we went along. And I was like, oh, it will just be, you know, small thing. So I put on a dress. I didn't even put on that much makeup or anything. (laughs) I went along. I walk in. It was a hotel on Park Lane. I walk in and there are about, like, two three hundred people in the room and I was like oh, oh wow. I think I might have misjudged it. <laughs> then they say okay now we've got our special guest speaker who's been our supporter for so for, for many years and Teresa May stands up and then goes to deliver oh, a speech wow. and then they're like we need all the women on stage with Teresa and I'm like oh my god oh my I, gosh you I, no I did not prepare you almost didn't make it <laughs> yes. wow so then they say they ask everybody to prepare their winner's speech So I'm sitting at the table with my husband and I start writing like a speech on my phone. And before that, they had announced all the other women in my category. And there was another woman who worked for a corporate real estate company and she had pretty much single-handedly done a deal worth about 2 billion or something. Wow. So my, my lovely husband says to me, no offense, but why are you writing a winner's speech? Like you saw the category of the women here. Like, I don't think you need to write the winner's speech. And I am just like, yeah, why, why, why did I bring you? Like, <laughs> honestly. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so I didn't write the speech. So I put my phone down, carried on eating my dinner. Um, then it's my, the time for my category. And, you know, my husband was filming it and filming all as all our names come up because I'm like, well, at least if my name comes up, I'll have that. Yeah, video. exactly. Then they announced me as the winner. Wow. So what happens then, my husband drops his phone. So in the actual video, you can see the, the phone dropping. You can hear my mother saying, oh my gosh, my you gosh. won. <laughs> then you hear me saying, oh my gosh, I don't have, I don't a, have speech. a speech. <laughs> so I'm walking to the stage. All eyes are on me. And all I can think of, Theresa May is in the audience. Oh and I don't God. know what the hell I'm going to say. Oh my gosh. So I get to the stage. And the very first thing I say is, you know, thank you so much. This is such an honor. But. <laughs> I don't have a speech because my husband told me I wasn't going to win. <laughs> and then That's everyone laughed. And I'm like, no, I'm being serious. Like, this is no joke. Um, and then I, 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 I made things up it. as I went along. I winged it. Yeah. But um, I will never forget that. Um, yeah. Well and then, done, you. Well done. Yeah. Um, and I've won a few more awards since yeah. then. I won't go into all of them. Yeah. Um, but they, they, all, they all mean a lot to me. Yeah. And I think it's, Shows, it shows me that 
you know, just because you have an idea or I had an idea and I think it's great doesn't mean it's great. But to get all the recognition that I have yeah. and to have all this attraction, particularly in terms of yeah. Propel and Black Property Network and all the signups that we do, mm-hmm. it just means so much to me because yeah. it shows me that what we're doing as a team is really impacting and it's changing impacting people's lives. Us. And that means more to me than anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel I'm happy. I feel fulfilled in terms of what I'm doing. Yeah. And when I was in banking, I didn't feel I didn't and it's good to get the context behind why you do all you do because at the end of the day when we see kind of the headlines you don't know the person right you just say oh wow she's done well oh wow she's done well but sometimes hearing the story and understanding the motivations for why you did these things and now the recognition you know because you weren't doing it necessarily for the recognition because you couldn't have necessarily foreseen that no but (laughs) you know I'm, I'm actually yeah. quite a shy person, so mm-hmm. I don't actually like doing videos or things like this. I think I may have told you this before. Yes. Um, so but I was like, no, you have to do a video for this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think even I said to my PA this morning, I'm like, will she just let me do it on audio? I was do like, I have no. to be on the video? <laughs> um, I, I generally don't like, and despite what people think, I don't really like the limelight and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of part and parcel of what I do so I've had to learn to accept it yes. but it's not actually something that comes naturally to me because I am quite a private person and I, I think I'm just naturally shy when I know somebody it is very different um, but I'm not that person who's going to jump out there and say hey I'll be in the video I'll be that's just yeah. not me yeah um so I've had to learn to to get used to, mm. to to that side of it or to that aspect and and just embrace it and it's about stepping outside of your comfort zone right it is. It is completely. Yeah. Everybody has, you know, things that they find uncomfortable. And for me, it's, it's the, the spotlight, the, yeah, yeah. The videos, have, the, in this, yeah. In, in this world that we're now in, because pretty much the past 10 years, I think about some of the things I had done, you know, and I think if I had been more vocal and I'd been out there, you know, like I remember buying a, a church just randomly in the auction i know we had this conversation yeah. about buying yeah. random things you went for a lunch thing and you just bought yeah out. i've done that before yeah. <laughs> so so yeah i went there i saw it and you know it sold for a price i thought it was amazing and i just put up my hands now imagine if i'd been catholic catholic cataloging that you know and the yeah. whole experience yeah. and all of that it's like there is some traction and you are making an impact in other people's yeah. lives when you are vocal about what you're doing and i but, yeah. yeah but it's it's and a mindset think with- change yeah Absolutely. But also just with society today and how we're so driven by social media. Yeah. I mean, we were like that pre-corona and lockdown. Yeah. Since that and now everyone Zooms, yeah. you kind of have to get with it. So yes. I have told myself I'm going to embrace this whole online social media thing. Yeah. I'm getting there. I have bought um, I bought one of those fancy <laughs> no. lights. You know those lights? I know. I mean, I literally... got them for me. They're ridiculous. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> So I'm like, I've got a light, I've got a microphone. Okay. There's a couple yes. other things I need, and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting ready. I will do this. You just need a phone. That's it. <laughs> that's your phone. Well, that's what someone else said. Like, I should just start with, given that you you've not really done this before, like, don't yeah. go from zero to a hundred. Start with yes. your phone. Uh, yeah. yeah, just get comfortable. But yeah, it takes exactly. time. So I know when I started the podcast as well, I was a bit like, but now I'm getting very comfortable in this space. You know, you know, mm-hmm. and you get to meet so many interesting people. You know, so it's it's sometimes these things that you're not comfortable doing, they open doors mm-hmm. for you, and it just Absolutely. kind of takes in a different direction again. So. Yeah, exactly. good luck. Good luck with the limelight. <laughs> so. Thank you. Yeah, getting 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 used to getting used to it. But yeah. So I guess we're wrapping up, and as mm-hmm. um, 
I guess my audience will also like to know. So somebody who's, imagine if you were starting from scratch today, right? So you mm -hmm. had the, the you, you got in at a good time, I would say, um, mm -hmm. because property prices were on an incline. Now we don't know where we are in terms of property. And but can I just say though, when I started, I asked a friend who had been investing in property for, yeah. uh, for many years before me, when I was thinking of starting, I said, is yeah. now a good time to get in? And she said, I absolutely said. not. She oh said, my you God. missed the boat. <gasps> she says, property prices have uh, What year have was rallied. it? Uh, this was around sort of 2011. And How she have was property sort of prices saying, rallied in 2011? Well, up until that point, and, nine, and yeah. I had considered listening to her, <laughs> but I was like, sod it, I'm going to go in anyway. Yeah. So, the, so the, 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 there's a key message in there. People will always tell you, you yeah. can always find those people who are going to tell you it's the wrong time. Time, yes. You will never be able to call the bottom of the market. Yeah. Likewise, you'll never be able to call the exact top. If you oh. do, call me and let me know. <laughs> um, so yeah. you've just got to find, people just have to find the right time right. for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it depends on where you are in your life, what mm -hmm. your goals are. Obviously, you always try to get a good deal. But if you're getting into property for the long term, then mm -hmm. I, to some extent, it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. when you go when in. You. Mm -hmm. Um but um yeah that's what i would say and to those people who are new and getting started you know i got in and i learned about property through trial and error and on my own and you know you can do that and it does work but if there are other people that's who've true. already been there done it got the scars why not just learn from them from so them. i think property okay. education is is really important um so as i said you know we we run courses within propel within black property network particularly yeah. within black property network we've got the um you know, the, the money management and, you know, first time property investors course, you know, look at our courses, look at other people's mm -hmm. courses. There are so many out there. You'll so find many, the, yes. the, you'll find the right ones for you. You've got to click just not in terms of the content, but the people and yeah, leverage off of the other yeah. experience of other people. Don't make same, the same mistakes other mistakes, people have made. Yes. It's just unnecessary. It is unnecessary. I always give the example of one of the first deals I did where I didn't know some just fundamental principles. And when I look back, I definitely left about 30K on the table with that deal. Mm -hmm. You know, so let's say I'd gone for a course that cost me what? three four thousand then i would have learned some yep. of his principles i would have saved me and you, would and, saved you know i didn't yeah. lose 30k but i could have made mm -hmm. an extra 30k like yeah. seriously yeah. and i remember i yeah. what i call my first mistake so in this block where we'd already my husband and i we'd already bought um some buy to let mm -hmm. two more came on the market from the same seller and this guy mm -hmm. just wanted to get rid of both yeah we thought it was a great idea to just buy one in cash because we thought that that oh meant that, God. oh, we'll get certainty of that. I'm like, well, why the hell didn't you buy both with, exactly with the same with, money exactly. with a mortgage? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. and so now I look back and I'm like, <laughs> if I had owned that property now, it would have gone up by X. I would have made yeah. this and yeah. plus the rental income. Yeah. I mean, now I'm like, that's such a stupid thing to do. <laughs> I know. I but know, yeah. at the but time, we thought, no, yeah. we're going to you know, because we're buying all cash, you're definitely going to go with us for that yeah, one. Yeah. And as I said, we were just learning as we were going along yeah. with hindsight. No, absolutely. If we had yeah. had somebody to speak to who was yeah. experienced, I'm pretty sure they would have said, buy both. Buy like, both. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yes. But then you have different priorities at the time because sometimes, mm -hmm. I, I don't know when you're starting out, you just feel like, oh, buying cash deals is a good thing. It's It seems like, you know, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because... But 
because like they, the, the agent always asks you are you yes, a cash buyer cash if you're a cash buyer it means you're gonna priority. get it and yes I, I guess we I, we kind of let ourselves be be lulled into that I don't <laughs> think it would have made a difference at all I doubt and that's it. one of the regrets that I have yeah. we should have bought both yeah but um, you live and you learn you you get exactly others. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. So, and then what are your plans for the future? I guess this would be my last question. Yeah. Yes. So my plans are just to focus on the businesses that I have, focus on growing them and focus on helping people. Mm -hmm. So within Propel Network, we're going to be partnering with a lot more um, women in property so that we can mm -hmm. roll out various different courses and content um, and just really add value to, 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 the, to women who are either interested in property or who are just mm -hmm. getting in. Um, Black Property Network, similar sort of thing, just scaling, reaching as many people as possible, mm -hmm. trying to be as helpful as possible. And for those people who need funding, who have great projects, but you don't know where to get the money, then, you know, Leo crowdfunding is there. Come and speak to us. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I remember the last question I always ask moms, and that is, mm -hmm. what have you learned from your daughter during the lockdown? Because I know we were all kind of stuck with the kids. We had to interact yep. with them way more. So what did you learn? Mm -hmm. What key tip can you take from your daughter that you can transfer into your business? Um, probably that I work a bit too much. Oh. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, she was doing, she was playing by herself the other day and she was just like role play. Sometimes she pretends she's in the kitchen or whatever. So I saw her sitting on her mat and she was just tapping her fingers like this. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> she says, she says, mommy, I'm working. I'm busy. I'm busy working emails. <laughs> Speak, speak to me later and I was like oh, oh my god I'm like, I'm like do I do that I'm like oh my gosh that's really bad and I'm like no let's play come on let's come and play with mommy we're gonna so so I actually now during my day I carve time out just to spend with her it is sacred time in my diary um so as you know I was a bit late to joining this yeah. because we were in Regent's Park with the swans so I now I carve out time um with that but what it also showed me is that it's important for me to be a working mom because yeah. she's looking at that and yeah. she's seeing that, you know what? My mom is still a mom, but my mom is a working still, mom yeah. and she works hard. And I think that is just instilling sort of good things into her yeah, yes. and also into me as well. Like I've always been a businesswoman. I've always been very driven, but I wanted to have a family as well. I want to be a present mom. Yeah. It's not easy. Um, but you, you kind of got to juggle both. And she yeah. just showed me that I had to do a little bit of rebalancing. I know. Um, but you, you find a way to make it work for yourself. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> thank um, you. Anyway, it was really nice having you on and no, I thank look you forward so to much. hearing Absolute more. Pleasure. Yeah. All right then. Take care. All right. Lovely speaking to you. Speak soon. I trust you enjoyed that and that you really appreciate what black women are doing in terms of moving their businesses forward in this property industry. And that's exactly what we aim to do with the rest of the series. So look forward to what's coming on because we have quite a number of different guests who will be talking about their experiences. We're going to cover things like you know, top 10 mistakes um, we made getting into this business, um, how to raise funding, how to raise your profile. We'll also be talking to somebody who has really done well in the rent to rent space. And we're talking about how she transitioned out of her job into um, into 
being able to replace her income. And then we'll also be talking to women in construction, women in commercial real estate. We're talking to uh, women in their 20s who have gotten into property. So it's all about inspiring and letting people know that it's, you know, property investing is something you can get into, whether passive or actively you there's always space in there for you to be able to generate good income and build long-term wealth so until the next episode do keep safe build assets and let's make an impact